Welcome back. This is Boys and Ghouls Film Review, folks. I'm your host, Sarah Stevenson. This is my co-host, Mike Stevenson. Hi, guys. And today, or tonight, we will be reviewing um, The Village of the Damned, the remake that was done in 1995. Yeah. Yeah. Um, hmm. <laughs> you were trying to say something, didn't you? Hmm. No. Okay, this is actually... Uh, there's two reasons why we're doing this. So both covers both horror and sci-fi. No, that wasn't one. it. It was a Don, it's a Don Carpenter direction in this movie. We mm-hmm. like John Carpenter. And, and Chris, it's our second John Carpenter movie yeah. we've done in a row so far. And Christopher Reeves is in this movie. Yeah, and this is probably our second time we've, we're reviewing a movie with him in it. Is this the last one? Yes, the he, last one before, before he damaged his back and yeah. na- and confined himself so to a wheelchair. This is for, well, I know Chris was probably no longer with us, I believe. He's passed away. Yeah. Uh, but to his family, this is in his honour. How's that? Hmm. Well, both movies we've reviewed so far are in his honour as yep. well, and all that. That's all stuff. Anyway, here we go. Produced by Michael uh, Prager. Mm-hmm. I, I think that's the right pronunciation. And Sandy King. Directed by John Carpenter. He's a... Uh, not a bad director. He didn't really want to take part in this project. Uh, this is a contractual obligation sort of thing. He had to make the movie for the yeah. studio, mm-hmm. we believe. Yeah. Yes, anyway, anyway. but he had a hand in making the script and he, oh, he, he didn't he, want to be mentioned he, in it. No, no. So, what? I told you, if he did some tweaks to the script, he has to do over so much contribution uh, into the script before he gets credited for any of the script writing. Okay. Mm-hmm. If he chain, if he did a grammar check on it of his PC, he wouldn't get any notation as to uh, he worked on the script, would he? Yeah. Who uh, else works you. on the script? David something. Well, David Himmelstein mm. and John Carpenter, but uncredited. Mm, but I the main that. writer was David Himmelstein. Oh. Now, based on the Midwich Cuckoos uh, by John Wyndham. I think that was an English book set in England and the original movie mm. was set in England. Yeah, in yeah. this movie, the remake, it's set in somewhere in America. But they yeah. use the same fictional town in yep. this movie. Well, they use the same name, yeah. Mm. So, whatever. Mm. It looks like Castle Rock to me. No. Well, <laughs> I think that's where they... Mo- I think that. Well, they probably modelled it after it. Or no, it's not really modelled it after it. I mean, it's supposed to be a small town. Small towns. Everyone knows your name. Yada yada yada. Whatever you know. The whole story about that. Yeah. I like the whole idea that uh, about as I said before in the our last podcast about small towns. I always love it when a, a story takes place in a small town and. And then some weird stuff starts going down. Yeah, so it can happen anywhere, anywhere folks, can't yeah, it? Yeah, <laughs> like the expression says, it could happen to any town anywhere on the on the planet, yeah. and it could happen to you. Mm, well, yeah. not, well, not really. I'm just joking there. Yeah, let, let's roll on. Dollars and cents. Mm. Mm. Budget twenty two million. Mm. Box office ten. Oh. Now, I'm not saying mm. anything about the quality of the movie or anything. It's just sometimes the box office can be downright disappointing to a producer and a director. Yeah, well, when, um, you, when yeah. you drag a poor director on board, it's a little well, hard. Well, what do you mean, poor director? Well, uh, John was dragged into it. He was told, oh, well, guess what, you're going to work on this project well, whether you like possibly. it or not. Possibly, and the point, if his, if his heart wasn't in it and the script, he wasn't... How to put it? He was the director, but it wasn't his script, and he didn't have a lot of faith in the project. Possibly, it was a dollar's yeah, job. Not that maybe I'm, he didn't have the passion to drive it home properly. Yeah, not that I don't I'm, know. I'm not, not that I'm picking John. part this movie, guys, but I do think it's pretty interesting and creepy, and uh, I like yeah, the and, feeling and that, of it. And that's the point. It's supposed to be. It was. It was. It was made up as a sci-fi. Horror film. Yeah, and one interesting key but, thing no, about this production that is that John Carpenter, he also did the music score for this he one. Did. So he did have a finger with the music, and that added a little bit more yeah. to horror what and creepiness to it. I was going to say before we interrupted, this was served up as a sci-fi horror. To me, it comes over like more of a, a drama suspense thriller mm. with... A bit of sci-fi thrown in. Now, that's not a bad thing necessarily, but 
if it's if it's served up as a sci-fi horror and people look at it and say it's not a sci-fi horror and the marketing indicates to the marketplace where the, you know, where the mm. people are coming from, it's, oh, you're going to like this movie, and it's not worth looking for, they're not going to go to the theatre. And the people mm. who could have gone to the theatre didn't go because they, they thought it was a sci-fi horror movie. But so, I did think it was yeah, kind of... I think they got the wrong target market. I thought it was pretty co- creepy, and mm. I thought the bits with the kids, like where they... They were the authority figures, the kids, I yeah, mean. Yeah. It creeped me out. Like, they well, were well behaved, sort of. Sort of. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, their mannerisms were like, not like the mannerisms of ordinary children. Well, you think of Mr. Spock, how he's got no emotions. Everything's logical. They're a bit in, in that ilk. You know, yeah, they, that ilk. Yeah, if that's the everything word. is based on logic, and if they feel threatened, they will just take action. That's it. So yeah, and if one of their people or one of their mm. colleagues gets um, fretted or hurt, yeah. they jump into action and defend and, and, ta- and take uh, re- re- remedial action. Yeah, how's that? Yeah. Anyway, let's um, uh, anyway, anyway, the actors. This, no, 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 no. Oh, not quite there yet. Now, okay. this was a remake of a 1960s film uh, based on the... Uh, you already mentioned that already. John Wyndham. I know, I'm saying. Um, and this remake uh, was made in California, where the other one's made in England, like I said. Um, and... Um, yeah, I can't think of anything else I want to say. Um, um, how about wasn't, the wasn't, actors? There, wasn't there another movie made as well? No. No. Oh, yeah, they did make a sequel after yeah, Village yeah. of the Dam years ago. Back, yeah. And it was called the. Ch- it was called a. Oh, it was a sequel. It was the, a Children yeah. of the Dam, yeah. where it deals with all the kids. Um, the alien kids were all from different parts of the world. Yeah. And then I won't go into the details of that story. We might review that one later. Maybe. Mm, or yeah. review the old mm. um, um, Village of the Dam. Who knows? Anyway. It's Let's get into the But cast. again, as I yeah. said before in the past, we won't review them just yet, too close for comfort, yeah. stuff like that. Anyway. So let's just the move cast. St- <laughs> on to the cast. Christopher Reeve plays Dr. Alan Chaffee. Chaffee. Uh, the town doctor. Yeah. Very nice man. Yeah. Um, and he sort of um, becomes a key part of the story. Yep. Uh, Karen Khan plays his wonderful wife, Barbara. Now, Kirsty Alley. She plays Dr. Susan Werner, who plays a scientist, a sort of a doctor, sort of quasi-whatever, for the government. Uh, an epidemiologist working for the federal government of the United States hmm. who investigates his mass pregnancies, which will be mentioned in the, uh, when Sarah yeah. uh, tells about the movie. Linda Kozlowski plays Jill McGowan, the high school principal and a widow who becomes a mother of David. Ha-ha. Ah. Uh, I won't go on to too many other people. I will mention one other, though. Mark Hamill. Uh-oh. He plays Reverend George, the town minister. Yeah, and for, in this movie, I didn't pay too much attention to him in this yeah, one. Yeah, look, I'm not knocking Mark Hamill. Me neither. Um, to me... He's a fine actor. He did really good in Star Wars stuff. But something happened after Star Wars. Yeah, when I uh, was... He set off the rails. Something went wrong. And he, he started picking up bit bit roles here and stuff. Where Harrison Ford went on to bigger and better things. Yeah, and, Mark and yet Harrison yeah. Ford, when mm. he was doing Star Wars, he was worried that his career will stick to movies like Star Wars or Indiana Jones. But actually, but, he's gone on to bigger and yeah, better he's things. Done, he's done, he's we done often, lots of different movies. But so he, Mark Hamill could Something went wrong yeah, with Mark's so career. Yeah, so Harrison Ford's career has gone like up. Harry, and maybe it's like Harry Potter. Would you shush you? <laughs> I'm trying to say that Harrison Ford's career has gone up, taking him places beyond Star well, Wars. Yeah, he's bypassed well, the action hero. Well, Mark Hamill's career is going the other, in the opposite well, direction. Yeah, something just went wrong, so I don't know why. Maybe, yeah, I don't know. But yeah, to Daniel Radcliffe in Harry Potter, I mean, mm. he's sort of got typecast as Harry Potter. and He, he has made movies. Uh, uh, the Woman in Black, was it? Uh, yeah. The Hammer and some other movies. Uh, he, he played Victor Frankenstein at Victor Frankenstein yeah. movie. Again, He's done some good roles, yeah. but yeah. Again, I'm not even sure if they're, mm. they're gr- enough to grab me. No, the point is... At I least think, I heard yeah. Women in Black was pretty impressive, yeah. I heard. But Woman in Black was a good movie. What I'm saying is that some of these people, like uh, 
Daniel Radcliffe, first movie, Harry Potter, he got stuck in a franchise. Uh, Mark Hamill, to me, you know, I didn't know him in too many other movies before Star Wars, so maybe he got stuck in the franchise mode and that destroyed his career. Mm. Do not know. We'll never but, know. Mm, but he, he's really out of place playing the Reverend, though. Yes. Anyway, I think it's really for your, uh, your tell. Yes, yeah, so mm. I'll begin at the beginning. So it's early in the morning, something is hovering over in the sky, over, over Midwich, and it's somehow aroused some of the um, men in the area. So, well, I'll mention two of them. I mention Dr. What's his name? Uh, Dr. Allen, and... They feel something's happening, but yeah, they don't know what it is. Yeah, something hovering in the air. They can hear it, don't know if it has any... Can, what, why the women are not noticing it too much. Well, not everyone noticed it. I think one or two guys did. That's about it, okay? Yeah. Move on. So, anyway, he and um, his wife, they... Alan and his wife, they don't didn't have any children just yet, and, well... They're happy. They're still happy. They're still a happy couple Yay. and all that stuff. And they, they're not the only ones. Um, Jill and her husband Frank, I think his name is. Um, they're driving down the road, and he, and he's smoking a cigarette. And he says that he'll only smoke, finish, stop smoking if she ever gets pregnant. And uh-huh. I imagine they probably been trying, and nothing came out, or nothing has happened yet. Nothing popped up. <laughs> yeah, so they're having a village fair, whatever, barbecue, whatever. Or a f- yeah, whatever, school function yeah, or whatever. School function. And at, say, about 10 o'clock, was it? 10 o'clock in the morning. Something happens where all the people in that midwitch and the fainted. Animals, and the animals. And, and the animals. Cows, all dogs, cats, birds. Fainted. Really. And the, that whole part of that town is in... An unconscious state. Yeah, like and it's like a barrier. It's like you you cross over that line, that part there, yeah. you'll just fall asleep. Yeah, Doctor Allen is outside that border. I don't know what he's. He at. was doing a visit to someone yeah. or doing something. And yeah. Frank was outside that border too. But it, then he arrives into the town and he falls asleep and he crashes his car. No, because he fell asleep when he went too far towards the town. Yeah. Yeah, leaving and his then, and um, he ca- his car went boom. Yeah, and leaving Jill a widow now. Anyway, so, soon enough, the um, the <laughs> the public wakes up, and and all the animals are revived and all that stuff. Yeah. And then, um, well, then the horrible truth happens. Eventually, um, everyone wakes up. One man is terribly burnt because one guy fell on the barbecue. He was yeah. laying there for six hours. Yes. He goes, well done. Yeah. By mm. this time, it's like four o'clock in the afternoon. Yes. They're, yeah. They're, they're, they're asleep for six hours, mm. or or in a coma. Or whatever. They mm. were just not awake. Mm. Mm. Yeah. So then um, eventually um, each woman at different times finds out that they're pregnant. Ten women, I should say. I didn't do it. Yeah. Mm, and, no? of course, some of the women don't know what to do about this problem. One of, one, the, one of them was a virgin schoolgirl, never yeah. had a man, and she felt pregnant too. And everyone's going, yes. And there's not one lady, her husband's been away for 12 months. A bigger word. Yeah, it doesn't sound familiar. It's like something out of the Bible or something, or something worse. Apocalypse now. No, 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 yeah, no, no, so, no, 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 no. so the, Dr. Susan arrives no. and tells them, you guys can still keep your baby and we'll be sure to provide you a grant yeah, to, to help, so, raise to help you raise your child. Is incentive. But if you wanted to terminate your pregnancy, mm. we'll be more than happy to assist. Yeah, uh, of and, course, the next yeah. night... The mothers, all of them, have a um, a dream of them, and the of their baby and themselves, and they're worried, probably worried about themselves and their baby. They all decide to keep the little babies. Yeah. So. Uh. Yeah. So, as they progress, as they go to step to through the baby process, the and eventually the day comes when they get they they deliver. And, and all the babies. Are due at the, on same the same time day. on the same day. Yeah, so the That's so true. the cars drive up to a a red barn of sorts. It was converted into a delivery ward. Yeah, yeah. and mm. all the women again did their babies delivered with their husbands prompting them as much as they can, except for the virgin I mentioned, who mm. turns out to be having problems. 
Yeah, and then she had a stillborn baby. Yeah, yeah. somehow the baby was stillborn, and this affected her severely, very badly. Yes, mentally. Mentally as mm. well as f- um, more, more emotionally. Mentally, I think. Yeah, mm. emotionally and stuff. Yeah, she was scarred. Yeah, yeah. even though mm. she probably feels horrified that she was a virgin, suddenly pregnant and all that stuff. That, that baby, yeah. yeah. That would be really hard to take in. Mm. Yeah. And eventually Dr. Sue um, kind of takes the baby and disappears with it. Yeah. I want to tell you well, where. Well, they want to experiment with it, obviously. Yeah, with it. Wait, this is something wrong here. So, yeah, they want to find mm. out what's going on, why these females get pregnant. All at the same time, and all the liveries, that's got to be something happening. Yes. Soon mm. enough, after a few few days, few months, it seems normal. But then we started noticing something different about the babies. As it turns out, David, um, the baby that belongs to um, Jill, Jill um, notices him writing his name. In you blocks, know. yeah, little blocks for the letters on it. Yeah, yeah he's like, he's, like, he's, only, he's, he's only, calling. He's only one... Year Not, old. He could be about one, yeah. One yeah, because at this point his hair's grown a lot, a little, a little bit, and yeah. his eyes are open and all that. Yeah. yeah. We but then, then, well, he was 12 to 18 months old. It's still yeah. okay. The kids learning how to read. Yeah. Hello. <laughs> we then um, cross over to um, um, Doctor Allen's baby, and his wife is having a hard time with her. She, her name is what's her name, Mara. The kid, yeah, Mara, yeah. yeah. Yeah, and she gets her mother in a horrible accident. She burns her arm, hand severely mm-hmm. by using her tenaic powers. Yeah, they got they, they got mind powers well advanced. They telekinesis and all the other like, groovy things and, mm-hmm. and mind control. And they can just, if they just look at you and say, I don't like you anymore, go and kill, kill yourself. And you'll do that. Yeah, mm. yeah. And from, I don't know if it was from her own daughter's influence or her own, she took her own life. Alan, I mean, Alan's wife did. Yeah, yeah, maybe, um, I don't know. It, 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 that, that part was a bit great. We don't know whether uh, like theme, people being with the kids 24-7 was getting to her and she thought there was something wrong, so she topped herself or the kid manipulated her into yeah, there, there, mm. There's a little bit of a grey area that doesn't mm. really explain don't what know. the situation. Mm. I mean, it says that that it was Mara's, you know, influence, influence yeah. but I don't know. It well, seems like she we was... We think it was. Mm. How's that? Because she was, it was she trying to make it burn her hand and stuff and mm. different things, almost you know, in some yes. boiling water on the stove so and things. And eight she didn't like or it. nine, or I don't know how many years later, eventually um, uh, the kids are all grown up. Or I would say they're... All grown. In between 10 and 12, I think. Maybe 10, I'd say 10-ish. Yeah. And, of course, um, Susan's reporting the issue to the government officials, telling them that their hair's grown, they're all dressing identical, they're like siblings than just ordinary children. Yeah, spooky. Might have the same father. Mm, maybe. Anyway, um, we've watched them walking through the school. They're walking in two straight lines, and David is the most youngest of them all. Now, and he's by himself because when the ladies were having babies, the lady who had the stillborn baby, we believe, was what well, was a girl, and that was supposed to be his partner. And so he did not... So they're, they're supposed to be ten. Hmm. But now they're, but they're nine. nine, and he's a loose end. Yeah. yeah. Hmm. So they're, while they're, they're attending a sort of eye therapist, or whatever they call it, eye doctor, and... Whatever. She accidentally pours some wrong eye stuff into the girl's eye, and it hurts her. Oh yeah, and that's when Mara and her group start um, using their mental powers to teach her a lesson. The uh, what do you call? What's an eye doctor? I can't. Whether they call them, I don't know what an eye doctor Uh, is. I know um, there's something there. Yeah, whatever. Anyway, and, and then there's like an acidy thing. Uh, why the hell you have an acid drop there? I don't know. Uh, I don't and, know. And, don't and, know. The, and the doctor uh, uh, burn her eyes out or yeah. scar tissue. Yeah. Scar tissue Eventually, um, mm. of course, Doctor Sue and Doctor Allen appear, and she says that keeps making excuses for the children a lot, saying that it was just an accident. There's no proof that these kids have did it. But I think the parents are aware that these kids are not ordinary kids. And stock and principals, um, Jill, Jilly, Jilly, Jill, I mean Jill says she doesn't think they 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 should be in the school because they're not because they frighten the kids. They're 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 not 
paying attention in class, stuff like that. Well, they're ahead of the class very much. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, because they ahead. know exactly what the parent, the teachers are thinking, and they're well, ahead. Well, yeah, they'll, they'll, yeah, and they were speed reading like you wouldn't believe. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah she then tells Dr. Allen, maybe you should teach them. They respect you. But Dr. Allen doesn't believe well, that. Well, he said, what can I teach them? Yeah, they, what can yeah. I teach them? And she says, humanity. humanity. Yeah. She didn't have any. Yeah. Mm. She then approaches her son, who's a good-looking, good little kid. And he, when, they, when she's tucking him, him in bed, he, he asks her, what is that word you're thinking? Empathy? And she then tells him mentally what it means, even though it's not in words, but yeah. it's an act in. But he understands, saying if he understands how other people's feels, like their pain, he might understand how to relate to it. Yeah, nice. So while he's, the other guys go off to find the barn they were born in. He goes off to the graveyard to find probably the the resting place of his dead partner. And it wasn't there. He then sees the the girl that who's um, the virgin I mentioned, who's drinking there, and she's still depressed about what just what happened, in, say nine or ten years ago. And you get a funny feeling mm. that he's reading her mind, mm. and he gets visions of her getting a pistol and shooting herself. Yeah, she's very depressed. The poor thing. And she gets up, gets up, and walks off, and. We don't see her again, so we, pre- we presume she went to kill herself. Yeah. Oh, anyway, shame, shame, shame. the kids arrive at the barn. They're looking around, probably getting the scope of the place. And yeah. while this is happening, um, Reverend um, George is reciting... Um, um, ha- saying some words over Saying some, some words about mm-hmm. um, what, well, how God made man in, in his image and how about... The, the uh, like the insides of a person and all that stuff, and he's mm. referring to the kids, which could be, which was a very significant part of the story. Quite possibly. Anyway, Doctor Allen, he's he then approached. He's in the graveyard, and he notices David there, and he asks him, "What are you doing here?" And David says, "Looking for the baby, the one that was born with us, the one that died." And Allen is confused, and he says, "Do you have a memory of the baby?" And David just shrugs his shoulders. Probably doesn't, but I he's think he's aware he, of it, but mm, doesn't know how. Yeah, yeah. And he says that the baby was mm. taken away, and he says it must be hard to lose someone you you love. And David says she was ought to be with me. Mm. And he then notices Alan staring at a grave, and David says you lost someone too. And he approaches the grave ne- next to him. And, and he holds his hand. Yeah, because oh. throughout this movie, none of the kids show any emotion. Yeah, none they, none of them all. hug. No, they don't even hold their mum and dad's hands in a nice kind. I don't need you. You just make sure there's food on the table and you yeah. get out of the way. You know, that's all stuff. Yeah. yeah, they have that type of I attitude. Like you're all teenagers. Uh-huh. Yeah, and I think <laughs> Dr. Allen is starting to realise that maybe there might be hope for these alien kids, or yeah. at least few of them. So he decides to teach them. And, of course, it's a little hard to teach a bunch of kids like that because in one scene while he's teaching them, he tries to talk about the human eye or the eye. Mm. And Mara says, the eyes are the window to the soul. And when another kid says something same, one of the other kids, kids, he says the same thing, meaning they don't have any set of different opinions. They they all have have one one communal mind almost, yeah. Yeah. So he tells them to take out a book and start looking up some history about their culture, stuff like that. And, yeah, it might help. And meanwhile, a janitor appears and he tries to act I know, all he was, drunk. The, the teacher uh, was called away. Uh, he was called away. Uh, mm. He told the kids to read a book. And while he's out of the room, the janitor comes in and he doesn't like the kids. Yeah, <laughs> he yeah he thinks that he wasn't saying a lot of believer. Yeah, yeah. He then starts poking them with a broom handle. Yeah. I think it was teasing and, them and stuff. And then one, he ends up poking too hard with. And it. he hit one of the kids in that side of the head. Yeah. Eventually, the, all the kids, except for, for David, David, David stays <laughs> in the room, re, still hangs keep, back a bit, hangs back a bit, mm. and watches as a third person way. Uh, use their mind control. And they mm. had that man stand up on a ladder and. 
and stabs himself with the broom. They made him up slatter, backwards, mind you, and carrying his broom. You know those straw brooms? And they made him stand on the edge of the roof, hold the broom against his chest, point the the handle in towards his chest and the other bit sticking straight out, and they made him fall forward. Yeah, so kill him. he end up being impaled by the broom handle. Mm. Yeah, and bad, bad. eventually Dr. Allen appears, notices the dead body, and he watches the nine the uh, eight, eight nine kids walk away. David tr- following behind oh, oh, slowly. Yes, he was mm. uh, later on. He approaches um, Dr. S- Susan and asks him uh, her about why why these kids all that stuff, and she shows him. Um, the um, remnants of the dead stillborn. It turns out to be an alien. An alien, yeah. It looks, yeah. You know how the fetuses look in the first couple of months? They look a bit weird. Something like that, but a bit worse. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and she tells him to bury this in the back of his mind so that the none of those none of those little kids will know about it. Yeah, otherwise I'll use it against you and maybe <laughs> kill you. And she's yeah. been building a wall around her own mind to avoid them. F- Finding the dead infant. Mm, yeah. Hmm. Anyway, he heads home and he meets and Mara approaches him saying there'll be some changes. <laughs> he doesn't know what that means, but it sounds very well, severe. <laughs> kids will be kids. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Eventually, um, he then tells um, the principal about, well, Event no, not, I'm getting this mixed up. Sorry, guys. So anyway, <laughs> later on, the kids start packing their bags and heading towards the barn, or not really heading towards the barn. They get their parents to drive them yeah. there. And the reason is they want they want to be separate from the town folk and the other kids, yeah. So they can grow and develop and at their own pace and what they want to do, which nobody knows what they're going to do. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, mm. um. Jill um, tells David not to go, and David says, "Don't act emotional, yada yada yada, all that stuff." But yeah. she says that you're not like them. But he says yeah. we are the same. Mm. But they have similar powers, they have similar appearances, but they're not the same up here. Yeah, yeah. David was changing. He was getting that his human side was developing somehow. Mm. Empathy, other things, and yeah, a sense of love, loss. Yeah, emotions which the other ones don't have. No, mm. none of them seem to have it. Mm. Anyway, he then heads off and heads towards the barn. And, of course, the next morning, one of the parents tries to get one of his kids back. And they drive his... They, using their mind powers, drive his car right into a gasoline tank. No, gas. gas, gas LPG tank. gas, whatever you call it, America. Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> destroying yeah. the car and destroying the poor man. Exactly. Yeah, and this is where it gets a little scary. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, um, so Dr. Allen approaches the kids. He's the only one approaches them, you know, throughout this movie to the, in the barn. And he asks them, why do they hate them so much? And she, Mara says, it's not a matter of hate. It's more about survival yeah. for them. And given half a chance, the human beings would kill them. Yeah, and he tries to reason with them, saying, "Why can't we just live together?" And she says that that that's that's not in their nature to live with them. They they have to, they it's more of a um, doggy Survi- dog a survival beat of the world. fittest than that yeah. sort of thing. Yeah, doggy and, dog. And these world. kids consider themselves to be the fitter most- and better, and had more right to be alive yeah. than the human beings who they deem to be. Uh, not much more better than yeah. animals. And yeah. Dr. Mm. Allen tries to explain mm. that without emotions, love, f- feelings, you're a doomed race. That's what he says to them. Somewhat. And, of course, mm. she d- they, she just says that feelings are just a weakness. But, but, but Dr. Allen doesn't believe that. He think, And he believes that David is starting to feel feelings and start believing that believing what Dr. Allen is saying. Later on, after Dr. Allen goes, David is outside just thinking about his long-dead partner. And yeah. Mara approaches him, telling him, you're thinking about the one you that died. And he says, she was be with me. And yeah. she then goes on saying that while he's with them, um, he's, um, um, well, he's um, expendable, or if that's the word. And he and she doesn't think it's a good idea just to leave, that he should be 
I guess um feel doesn't feel that he should just um just just to um she that he should um join them in their their journey into to against the humans. Maybe he didn't part partner. He, yeah. he felt at a loss. And yeah. he didn't feel like part of the group. Yeah, so... Yeah. Uh, while this I is, can understand poor little David's dilemma. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, while this is happening, um, Reverend George takes a, up a gun and tries to shoot the poor kids. I mean, not really poor kids, sorry. Uh, well, was, Mara. Wasn't yeah. yeah, yeah. But, the leader. But, see, Mara appears to be a ringleader, doesn't yeah, she? Yeah, she seems to be the ringleader. And yeah. all the other kids just naturally, all, except David, naturally follow her. Yep. Yeah, like they, as I said, we're, they're one mind, or except for David, who I told this to Mike the other night that that without his partner, I think that's probably breaks the chain between him and his the others. Possibly, yeah, yeah. Sort of, um, whatever connects the, all all of them together must have severed between him and the um, rest of the group. Yeah, could could be. I mean, it, it, that's it's, it's one of the grey areas. Um, yeah. Don't know why he's drifting. Maybe because he's not tied to anybody. I don't know. Yeah. Mm, yeah, so not giving him a reason to be part of the group more. Hmm. Anyway, moving on. I don't know if, if if his partner lived, would this be the same result? Or would he... Well, I don't know. That's or the whole point. We'll never know. If he had a partner, then he would have been walking around side by side of her... And their they their minds would be co joined, and their joint minds would be co joined to the rest of the group. Yeah. Yeah, that sort of thing. Yeah. yeah. In this Who case, knows? I often think David is now cast amongst his own alien brethren and the humans. I think sometimes he must feel alone when he's among among them, or among either oh, yeah. both species. Yeah. yeah. Like yeah. Yeah. When you think about yeah. it. Yeah, anyway, um, so back he, to he just didn't feel part so of it. Yeah. Back to uh, Reverend George. He gets um, he use they the kids use their psychic energy to get him to shoot himself. Yeah, so he gets his. Uh, so he had shotgun, was it? Yeah, yeah, shoved it under his chin and pulled the trigger. Yeah, whoopee. Not really. No, sorry. Although um, it was no loss on my part because I I just still think that role was not really sorry, meant Mark. for yeah, Mark. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, Mark. Yeah. You, what wasn't one of your better roles? Sorry. sorry to... Anyway, eventually the town begins to, um, I guess, starting rioting, and they start to eventually try to to use their own way of forcing the um, killing the um, the um, kids, but but somehow it doesn't go so well. One yeah. of the um, protesters ends up getting himself um, severely burnt. Herself. Herself. Yeah. Who yeah, was the, the reverend's the, wife, the, I think. They had this group of uh, protesting townsfolk coming down the street. Yeah. And there was about lynch mob. Is that's lin- it? A lynch mob. Lynch mob sorry. And there was about four or five of the kiddies standing there, blocking their way on the road. And they were just staring at the crowd. And the crowd stopped. The lady kept talking. And all of a sudden, she went quiet. And she was carrying a... A torch. A, 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 a torch. You know, a fire, a fire torch. It's not a, a battery torch. And she dropped it. And... <sighs> uh, and right at the feet, and it set fire to her clothing, and she stood there and couldn't do anything about it, couldn't even scream, and she burnt to a crisp. <laughs> yeah, and while this is happening, Dr. Su- Susan tells Dr. Allen that that other colonies with um, unexplained alien babies have, well, were all destroyed, the, the towns anyway, where the government decided to bomb them without and not notifying the parents or the and the town what they were doing, so they end up destroying both the um colon, the other babies as well as everybody and everyone else. So she says to Doctor Allen that you must get out of town, you know, quickly, and all that stuff. And so the other scientists are starting to pack up their stuff and quickly. quickly. <laughs> of course, Doctor Susan, she gets um. Um, gets um, approached by the um, alien children and they demand that she take them to the dead fetus, I mean dead baby. Mm, yeah. So she took, takes them to a private lab and there they see it and then they have her dissected, or not dissected. Dissected. Yes. Yeah. Of course, David 
when he sees the baby, he, what, what was his expression when he saw he seen it, Mike? I can't remember. He didn't say, oh, what a cute little baby. I know he didn't do that. No, he was probably... He, he was taken aback, but, oh, an alien? Okay, yeah. Yeah. He had ideas of aliens, obviously. Yeah, no but doubt. They looked like normal kitties. But yeah. the feet, this dead one hmm. didn't look like a normal person because, obviously, they're... <laughs> look, I've got a funny feeling, again, that... The kid, it didn't actually look that way. Hmm. I think, it's, to me, it was sort of like a mass hypnosis. Everyone thought that looked normal. Hmm. Maybe. Hmm. I probably would agree with you there. If yeah. they had the ability yeah. to um, use uh, their powers to manipulate their minds, they yeah, could so also use the powers to create an image over yeah. themselves. So, yeah, and that's it. So, oh, they look like normal little children. Yeah. Anyway. And lovely. When he watches Dr. Sue get... Get um, stabbed by the um, cre- by the um, other kids. Um, he, I think, there was a bit of emotions in his eyes when he's, you know, when he's watches. Yeah. I think he's, I think he's starting to show more emotions. Yeah, David is, yeah. He, he, I reckon he's next generation or something. He's doing something, or he, or he, he picked up some DNA somehow, or other, yeah. or he shouldn't have, or yeah, yeah. or something. Didn't I mean, wash his hands. Maybe however. he inherited it from his mother. Well, possibly, I don't know. Because yeah. none of the other kids seem to inherit something from their yeah. their biological mum or no. considering... So, interesting. Yeah. He won't know. Well, yes, I well, lost Donnie Carpenter. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so <laughs> anyway, the kids return to the barn and the army guys start to approach them and um, David stays in the barn and, you, and he's out of sight and, and while the other kids retaliate and start attacking and sieging on the um, army well, soldiers. Well, may, may, mind attacking, so they start shooting each other and yeah. stuff. And the you know, police guys started shooting police guys, and then the army guys came and they started shooting each other. And yeah. Well, you can imagine the bloodbath. Yeah, Rambo this, would have been happy. Yeah, yeah, while this is happening, Dr. Allen decides to get some explosives together and tries to blow up the barn. Yeah. And he it, tells this to um, uh, the principal, Jill, and tells her that he can build uh, a wall around his mind. Yeah. yeah. Because before, he, he, he tries to block out his daughter earlier using an um, image of an ocean. Yeah, when waves crashing on the beach and that sort of stuff. Yeah. He then explains that he was thinking of the ocean because that was the times where he and his wife would sit and outside their house and watch it, you know, and that was yeah. his most prized memory of that time. Yeah. So he used he it to block it. Was. And he plans on building a wall around his mind so that these kids will be unaware that he was going to blow up their the yeah. farm. So he gets his slides, something like a briefcase. I, I think they're called a pilot's bag or map bag. They're, yeah, they're like a briefcase, but they're wider. So, yeah. Yeah. so he fills it full of uh, yeah. dynamite and everything yeah. else. Didn't you climber. say before, Mike, that you yeah. had one, I think? Yeah, I used to use one when, he, when I went to work, but I, I, don't, remember, I remember, don't remember what it was called. Yeah, yeah. and Jill is locked mm. inside the um, uh, inside a, her office and she keeps um, she cries out to to Alan, no, David is a good one. He's not a bad person. Yeah, oh, shame. But Mothers I think, can't I see think, the little angels I being I think bad. Alan is aware that David is not um, a life-threatening, evil, yeah. evil person. But anyway, she gets out of this lock room. Yeah, she then steals the key from the, the dead person, dead per- person who's been burnt to a cinder, yeah. and she drives up to the barn where Alan is, um, exp- you know, st- Eventually arrives, and these kids want to use him to get them to escape. Yeah, he want, they wanted them to arrange transport to take him somewhere. Oh. He said, I'll arrange something, in my, yeah, uh, but it takes a little bit of time to do it. He was, he was yeah. trying to delay them a bit. Yeah, mm. and he tells David, um, could you get some papers from my car? And But they notice, they can see he's stalling, and he is looking at the clock all the time, because he set the um, bomb for 12 off. o'clock yeah, at midnight. Yeah, exactly. To the second. Yeah. So, but then again, Jill arrives and she tries to take David away quickly, but the um, alien guys, kids, kept on stopping her and forcing her to leave, to not touch David. Eventually, David retaliates and tells her, Mara, stop, leave my mum alone. Or no, he doesn't say mum, he just says, leave her alone. Leave her alone, yeah. And he got out of the building with 
his mum. Eventually, um, the kids are trying to break down um, Doctor Allen's brain yeah. and try to break uh, underneath and the and brick just wall. Just as they break through this yeah. barrier in his brain, they know they realise. Oh, he's going to blow us up. And that was about one or two seconds too yeah. late. Yeah, they look at their <laughs> clock and boom. And there, more. Uh, yeah, there's a bit of alien over there. And a bit of alien over yeah. there. So <laughs> David and Jill, they are spared and they end up driving out the town. The town is a complete ghost town, it looks like well, it to me. Well, most people left. Yeah, they're yeah. trying to get away from the alien kitties. Yeah. yeah, and Jill turns to David and tells him, don't worry, David, we'll find a place where we, we no one will know us. And David is staring off into the distance, w- looking at an uncertain future ahead yeah, of you're him. You're sort of wondering, is he all David now? without any control from like the other kitties or does he still have some of Mara and her friends in there as well? We'll never know. I like to think that David, that the side of David came out, the good side to him. So but he, he didn't smile. He just looked vague. Off the, that, you know, well, if he smiled, that, then we would think... Oh, a nice, friendly smile, not an but evil smile. I think yeah. he, when he's looking off in the distance, yeah. he's probably thinking that the there that there might be a rough future ahead of him. But, or a future without my brothers and sisters and that sort of stuff. But you know, I think he yeah. is glad that he's finally free of them and he and his, he can mm. be his own person. Exactly. We'll get a job somewhere. And maybe he may even use... The McDonald's, Burger King. And maybe yeah. he might be able to be able to bring his world and, and his world the human world... To together. Into, together. together. He, could end, he could end up being a peacemaker. Yeah, he may be. A, or um, what do they like, call it? Um, he could be a... Um, what do they call a person that um, that negotiates between two cultures? Negotiator? <laughs> yeah. Or, an emissary or something? Or yeah, an emissary yeah, person yeah, to yeah. negotiate good things. Maybe, Or maybe even a teacher, just like well, yeah, Dr. To, Allen might to be. To sharpen up us people down here. And, and, yeah, and, and he's, got, he's got to live here yeah. if any more aliens come here yeah. to destroy his world, yeah. which he might, he might have adopted. Yeah. After yeah. this movie, mm. I have, I mean, in my, I created it in my head ideal stories of what happened after. David and his mum left the town. Like, like he may have he may have changed his hair colour too, so he can stick. That would be a given. Would have. They all so, had pale skin and white hair. Yeah, and it wouldn't take him too much difficulty by not, dying. Not it. too many albinos running around out there. Mm. Yeah. And I do actually didn't have they didn't have white eyes though. They had different coloured no, eyes. In this one it was mm. um they ha- it usually depended on their mood or how strong that mood is, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, that well I'll go into that later on with some special effects. A little bit but, like when mm. you look at Twilight when you think about that movie. What about Twilight? Well in Twilight, um when his eyes are when Edward's eyes were very dark, it oh, means yeah, yeah. um he's very hungry and hasn't eaten or his eyes, if his eyes were just an ordinary orangey um, cut, you, you got know, jaundice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Trappist <laughs> color. It's, it means that his um, he's not he's in a in a solemn mood or something. Uh-huh, there you go. Then. In mm. this case, um, these alien creatures, they would often their eyes would glow either green, red, or orange. You know, strong colors. Hmm. Oh, sometimes white, like way to the end when they were trying to read Dr. Allen's mind, their eyes turned a very striking yeah. white. Yeah, well, that's, I was going to look at the uh, special effects layer, but the point is, yeah, one, one colour went just ordinary, like ordinary eyes, and then the first colour change was a low level when they're just maybe reading minds and stuff. And then they get a little bit deeper into doing something, it changed another colour, and then... We, when they're really getting on the attack mode, it goes into this white colour. Yeah. yeah, and in this white mm. colour, by the by the end of... When we get to the white colour in the end of this movie, it's where um, the group is trying to read Dr. Allen's mind. And at this point, we see a transparent um, layer of what the, the kids look yeah. like underneath. Up underneath the skin. That made me start thinking, was it an hallucination, mass hypnosis that the people were seeing the children's children are not what they really look like. Mm, who knows? Uh-huh. I often think that maybe it was their their, their power coming out more and more, so, and it's kind of they um, wouldn't blend in. It looked it's like kind of right. did an X-ray type 
thing Excellent. with their skin. Okay, now let's get on to some production stuff here. I like this bit. I like the nuts and bowl stuff. Me too. Now, Mr. Carpenter uh, mentioned, uh, according to Carpenter, Mr. Carpenter, John, uh, there had been several, uh, several attempts to uh, remake the Village of the Damned. Really? Yeah, since the invasion of the Body Snatchers had been remade successfully. Yeah, I can't remember who was in the original black and white version, but the second one, uh, the newer one, was, I think, Donald Sutherland was in it. I think I heard of that yeah, one. Yeah, um, yeah, I haven't seen it for years. Uh, and um, another reason why they wanted to do the remake is in the first movie... There's some things they couldn't actually say in the movie or do in the movie, of course, due to censorship laws and stuff. Okay, like, um, but what was the well, things like? Uh, we're gonna see back in the olden days, twenty years ago, he said you couldn't talk about abortion. Oh, I see. You, you couldn't talk about uh, m- uh, mention impregnation. Oh. And that sort of stuff. So, they, they, how can that, you describe a scene no, where it deals with that? they could have had to skip that. over parts of it a little bit when they made the original movie. I see what you mean, though. As, as they, oh, everyone fall pregnant. There you go. Let's move on. And that sort of stuff, yeah. So, if yeah. Um, a woman fell down on the floor, that indicates that she's pregnant. Okay. Everyone fell asleep mm-hmm. in the old movie. And they all woke up, mm-hmm. and later on they found they're all pregnant. Yeah. They skipped through parts of the movie in the old movie because they couldn't mention different things. Yeah. They didn't have a scientist going, oh, she must have been impregnated by an alien. Yeah, no, no, the point is they couldn't use that sort of line. I see. So I they mean, had to sort of remould it a little bit and take it away from the book a bit. And Yeah, Yeah, that was what would have been a pain. Yeah, it would, yeah. Um, Especially... Um, the scenes where, um, with the um character with the women trying to figure out whether or not to keep the babies, even though they're not really their yeah. husbands. And here's a funny bit: John Carpenter, when he was twelve years old, mm-hmm. saw this movie. He saw this movie. He saw, this, he saw the no, the original movie. Yeah, yeah I figured yeah. that. If it was uh, not his, the, not the movie young. he made, obviously. I figured uh, <laughs> if it was going to be his younger self, younger. He was too, a, a, younger a, a young Johnny Carpenter when he was still at school. Yeah. Uh, he saw the original movie and he was taken by it and he, he had a crush on one of the girls <laughs> who was one of the aliens, I think. And, <laughs> no surprise. And it stuck in his mind. Um, and he thought, wouldn't it be great? If she could mind control me, I'd go anywhere at first. That's all, yeah. <laughs> I'd do it's anything a, it's she a bit wanted. strange that even though he, <laughs> he, does, he was forced to do this movie... Oh, he wasn't yet, forced. It was a job like anything else, but I don't think his heart was in it. Yeah, I guess he he now nothing beats the original or, or for him anyway. And, and and this is actually filmed almost in his backyard because he knew exactly where to shoot it. Mm. He said, "I live up in the area uh, in Venice, California, uh, and Point Reeves, uh, where they shot the fog." Yeah, uh, that's I, in, mm. back in uh, 1979. So. Uh, he knew the area quite well because he lived up there. Yeah, interesting thing, guys, is this is the second remake of an old movie that John Carpenter has directed. He previously directed The Thing that that was done in 1982, yeah. Yeah, yeah, and a remake that was a remake of The Thing from Another World that was done in 1951. I, you know, I like the old one. It was right good. Yeah, I think that you, um, everyone will agree with you in Halloween, um, probably. St- that the first Halloween, that that the thing from the other, from another world came. It was sort of made a bit of a sort of a product placement appearance. Oh, yeah, I watched it on TV. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah so yeah, I yeah. guess um, um, it hasn't escaped dear old Johnny Carpenter's mind in that when he was creating Halloween, he probably yeah. he so, probably watched it on Halloween and yeah, thought exactly it right. would be a great way to include some old footage in there for for its own liking, and then. He went on to make a movie about that movie. He must have really enjoyed making movies mm. of of using old black well, and white you, movies to make movies. But if it's an old movie and it's had a good script and you want to remould yeah. it and, and modernise it, why not? Yeah. I'd, and remember, it's, it's like keep telling you, to me, the best movies, to me, uh, and some people might go, oh, groan, um, are movies that are made from a good story. Mm. Now, a lot of these good stories come from books. Like this book, this was a book one. Stephen King books were made into movies, and lots of other books were made into movies because someone saw something magical in the written text that mm. we can use that. And then you get a good screenwriter involved, mm. and then they bring the magic to the screen. Yeah. yeah an interesting yeah. thing, guys, mm. that 
Um, Johnny Carpenter. Don't know Johnny. Sorry, I, Johnny. I call him Johnny. I shouldn't, I shouldn't call John Johnny. <laughs> yeah, I just like the... I mean, even though this movie wasn't his cup of tea, it was probably... I thought the music and the story was pretty interesting and his... Uh, some of the main actors, not I'm not pick um, Mark Hamill. I'm, it will probably be my last choice as the as the Reverend, but I do like the um, how Christopher Reeves did the role of the Doctor Allen. Obviously, mm. he did a good job playing that role, and the kids they chose were very um, spot on and well and well did, did the role really well. Yeah, yeah. Another thing I should mention when in this movie is let me see some of the kids when they were either they even wore um blondish blonde white wigs and also and some of them had to dye their hair close to so well they want all the kids have white hair and pale skin like the little boy who played david they had to dye his hair for the role because we'd be um his his most of the time we're you know always watching him in most of the scenes and yep. i guess when you're doing close ups you're going to have to make sure his hair looking looks like real hair color i wish this lady actually the lady the hairstylist charlotte uh, gravener she was a hairstylist and she they sort of like Sarah said she bleached the hair on the actors who played the children yeah. it didn't say all or well, some mm. or whatever but the, yeah and mm. applied a white hairspray to the hair yeah. and that gave a very nice bright white hair yeah. it make an alien feel yes, to it now, wait a minute I'm not finished go on. and along comes Bruce Nicholson and uh, Greg Nicotero and they apply special effects where the eye pupil colours change uh, and when the uh, when the children were uh, doing their stunts, their mind stunts of the uh, people around them, the the different whites and the orange and the reds, and mm. and they look really good. Yeah, I wonder yeah. though whether or not I mean Roger um, Corman ever got his ideas for um, Not of the Surf from from the book or from the oh, movie I, itself. There's so many stories out there about aliens and stuff. He wouldn't need to get it from this book. Mm. But aliens have, you know, coming to Earth for one reason or another have appeared in so many movies. Uh, I, I don't know how many possibilities there are, but there's dozens yeah, and dozens I see and dozens, a, I maybe see, hundreds and hundreds I of movies. I see comparisons yeah. with, with a little bit with The Village of the Damned um, Kids mm. and Roger Corman's um, Not of the Surf, um, you know, Alien. They're, they both deal with um, aliens with special hypnotic eyes that could... Um, well, yeah. kill you I, or yeah, use power. psychic powers mm, possibly, to yeah. manipulate mind you. Mind control, yeah. yeah Similarities maybe. there, but I see. Yeah, all, the aliens, all the aliens who come to visit us generally are so more advanced than we are and that mm. sort of thing. So they've got all these good groovy things. But Dracula did it. Mm, true. He had mind control, could stare at yes, you and make but, you do things. But and this is different, Mike. I mean, <laughs> they, they they mentioned their, how their eyes... Um, they kind of draw them in, their victim in, and try to hurt the um, the individual, you know, using their powers or just sucking the life out of them. Huh. Yeah. Anyway. Anyway, I just think, I I just think that maybe either one or the other may have gotten inspired by mm. this, either the book or by the yep. m- movies. I mean, Roger Corman may have um met was many things, and he probably got inspired by this oh, movie too. Everyone gets inspired. In, in, <clears throat> excuse me. Everybody, everybody gets inspired by something. Yes, he might have seen the original movie and got, "Oh, that's a good idea." Mm. Yeah, I don't know. Mm. Anyway, moving right along, mm-hmm. um, because we are, this is dragging on a bit. Uh, reception, it did not go well with the reviewers, oh. and I'm not going to go through all of them, but most of them thought the movie either dragged on and didn't have enough substance. Blah 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 blah. Yeah, there's always everybody picked something about just about. Uh, what which, was the uh, one? Can you at least tell us two or three of the bad ones? Okay. Um, well, I'm just no, well, some just got no, uh, the, the ratings numbers, but not actually. Um, um, okay, uh, Richard Harrington from the Washington Times gave this film a negative review. Uh, it says noting poor decision making from its characters and the lack of pacing and writing uh, 
a accountant whose batting average is dipping dangerously low, shows no grasp of character development, plot line, or time Excuse passage. Excuse me, you guys don't know what you're talking I'd about. I'd like to see this Richard Harrington do bloody better. Okay. Um, you think he hasn't bothered to check out that David was his character was yeah, developing something. This was more of a sci-fi drama, suspense thriller with some sci-fi horror thrown yeah. into it. Yeah, can't he tell the difference? Anyway, um, okay, Lloyd uh, Paceman from the Register Guard said that while this the remake did not attempt to make Village of Den something that its predecessor was not, the film had mediocre dialogue and plot development. He gave it two stars out of four. He stated uh, that in... This film, uh, Reeve, made an earnest attempt uh, that Kozolski did the highest quality acting for the film and Decker was credible and that Hamill was badly miscast. <laughs> well, so everyone made an effort, but he still didn't like the movie. You know? mm, so um, what was, what's the third Okay, Roger Ebert gave it two out of four uh, and said John Carpenter directs the film quite masterfully. Really? He says masterfully? Masterfully. Oh, yes. Then he turns around and says, but one must ask why he picks the dullest, most idiotic screenplays. It said he turned down basic instinct to direct this film. At that point, one must wonder if he's out to sabotage his own career. I'm, honestly, reviewers, yeah, get a real job, honestly. Uh, it wasn't the best movie in the world, but shoot, it wasn't that bad either, okay? Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I, don't, I disagree with the first reviewer who said there was no character development. Look at David. It was. The whole, everyone had a story. Yeah, even David's character started yeah. developing um, something. Well, he thought that yeah. he was just like all the others. Yeah. He, he actually started realizing he's he's not like the others. Which, which lady didn't? He couldn't have babies. Was um, it, was that it? was um the virgin. Oh no, no, not, no, the, not the virgin. virgin. One of the mothers couldn't have a baby because he wasn't fertile. Um, that would have been um Jill and the yeah, yeah. um yeah, Alan's right. wife, I think, were yeah. virgin, probably were well, pr- well, well, trying. At least one of them was uh was, no, one of them was trying, but one was infertile. Hmm. That's impossible. I'm infertile. So you got a baby inside you. Okay, fine. Um, yeah, so there's history, you know, trying to have a baby, someone's infertile, uh, blah, yeah. blah, blah. Some guys come back from work, you wave, for, you've been away for 12 months, his wife's pregnant, that yeah. sort of stuff. Yeah, yeah, just little things. And uh, again, there was a bit of, there was, you, you don't want to draw too much on what happened last year or two or three years ago, yeah. because you're going to take away the main part and, of the movie. And mm. while I may be... Um, while these guys have no clue, the reviewers, I mean, mm. they don't realize that some during the scene where there were there's a there was a scene where um, Bob the um, one of the guy when the man for, who was away for twelve months comes back and they have a welcome home party Bill, for him, uh, Bob whatever, or Bill, whatever. whatever. Fred, and Fred, whatever. when she when Jill was get she got a camera and she was looking for it and while she was looking for it she sees some pent up emotions from each of the characters be around her. Most of them feel a little nervous. Others feel annoyed. Like Bob yeah. feels like he's been, um, he's felt like his wife's been they cheating on him. Around. And um, the virgin girl's um, feeling a little bit um, uncertain about her yeah, future because it, now she's going to be pregnant with yeah. an unknown baby. Yeah, well, here's something in my notes. In a 2011 interview, Carpenter described the film as a contractual assignment which he was he was really not passionate about and that was possibly one of the reasons why yeah. it didn't um yeah it didn't actually uh, get polished but as much as i do be. think yeah. it's pretty good yeah. i like the atmosphere the f- like when um say ten, nine, yeah. ten years later after the kids are all developed that you could tell in the ear that the place has changed because of those kids like like everyone is fearful of what they might do next. Like, yeah. like you can cut the atmosphere for knife if you can. And eat it. No, no, no. And in the process, um, you don't the um, but and way to the end of the movie, mm. um, you could. It's still a ghost town, and I don't know if any. Well, a lot of people were told to leave the town. 
okay? Yeah. They might come back, okay? Yeah, and the, yeah. Um, of course, when they drove through the city and town, you see that the lights are still on, but I guess no one's home. Okay, so, <laughs> lights on, but no one's home. No, that's and which thing, indicated eh? that, <laughs> that, that the place is completely deserted. quiet and deserted and, and, and really creepy. Yeah. And I just think I like the atmosphere in this movie that gives it the the tenseness, like just gives you the um, feeling that that you don't know what's going to happen next. The shape next. of things to come. Exactly, Mike. <laughs> I just don't understand why people can't read those feelings. Yeah, yeah some of the reviewers movie. I don't think are really know anything about movie making. No, I mean yeah, it's so just the anyway, feeling behind it that's let's really interesting. Move on. It's, it's been dragging on for a while. Sorry. Now. Availability, folks. Uh, now a- eBay, plenty available, but be careful. Uh, as the old, the old original movie is there in amongst the uh, the newer movie, and there's also a TV series. Really? Oh, yeah, actually, I did see one TV yes, series, so but yeah, yeah. it has no association with this movie. No, but the, the, when you put the name in, you've got to be careful. But, yeah, there are plenty available. Be careful which uh, icon you check out, because you might get the original movie, or you might get a TV series yeah. on a couple of discs. Now, we yeah. don't want that, do we? Yeah, you don't want to end up with a TV show that has no association yeah, with, but with Amazon, this movie. Amazon, it's rentable, uh, but there's not too many uh, to purchase. So I would suggest if you don't want to buy it, have a go on Amazon, rent it, have a look. Uh, or you've got another streaming service you might be able to use. Yeah. Have a look. look. It's a good look. It's, it's, it's not an overactive. It's not an action sci-fi thing. It's more like a... A horror sci-fi. A horror suspense thriller. That sort of feel well, to it. A bit I'm... more slower moving. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, mm. just so you guys know, John Carpenter invited the um, original director from Village of the Dam to this actual um, that was done in nineteen sixty, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, and to the set when and the director obliged and visited the set with his wife. Yeah, lovely, kind of nice, really. Any little alien kitties? No. <laughs> um, well, it's nice inviting the an older director to yeah. um, not supervise but just no, have to look. have yeah, a peek yeah, yeah. Anyway. at what. John is working. I'm going to give it eight. I'm going to give it nine, nine out of ten. Ooh, you're, you're generous. It's just I do think, I mean, apart from casting, I have no objection, objections to um, to um, Christopher Reeve. Christopher Reeve and the other ones are okay. But, but Mark uh, Hamill, Mark, uh, he just... Doesn't pull it off for me for the reverend. He doesn't pull off for the minister or priest or whatever because it was here. He, I didn't really care about... His, him, the opening. I didn't care about him in the middle. I didn't care about how he died. He, just, he didn't suit. He I, didn't, if didn't it was a different it. actor, uh, that I'll probably appreciate more. Yeah, uh, that's just me. Sorry, Mark. Yeah, yeah I'm sorry. I'm I'm not giving Mark a good um a, a good deal See, on this but, one. Yeah, but I I think honestly, the movie could have been a tad better. Yeah. If uh, John Carpenter's heart was probably more into the project, yeah. If he loved it yeah. when he was a kid, he could probably use Maybe. that too. It, but he didn't. It was a contractual obligation sort of thing, yeah. and he just he yeah. Did you just, guys know when mm. I was telling Mike this this today that that John wanted to make um, a remake of the Creature from the Black Lagoon? That would have been fun. Yeah, but of course the studio said no. We're not going to do anything like that. Mm-mm. How rude. I like the creature. He's very nice. Yeah, well... Anyway, we got to go. Okay, It's getting so, a bit long now. So, um, I hope you guys enjoy this review. Feel free to watch the um, the um, D- the DVD when you can. Actually, if you, if you can go on... And I, didn't, I, haven't, I didn't check the availability much on the old movie, but if you can get access to it through Prime or some other service, have a look at the old movie. Hmm. Uh, the original one back in 19... Whatever 1960. 1960. Around uh, the time, probably around yeah. when they made um, Night of the Living is. Dead. Yeah, in 1960. Yeah, have a look at the 1960s version first, if you can get access to it, and then look at the one that uh, John Carpenter made. Um, I think it's a better movie. Yeah, I think yeah, so. That, but but yeah, leave it to your own decision. Yeah, yeah, guys, it's up to you guys to work out which one you think is the best. But I, I really think it didn't box off us probably because it was, it was misadvertised. Mm. It doesn't come over like a sci-fi horror. It comes like more over like a suspense thriller. Mm. And the people like suspense thrillers probably didn't go to the theatre. Mm. And the people who went to see I it I thought it was horror, if... Just... Yeah, but you can have a suspense thriller with a touch of horror in it. 
But it wasn't a sci-fi horror per se. It was more like, okay, the kiddies are here. How's the town handle it? It came over more like a suspense thriller. Mm. What's going to happen next sort of thing. Uh, and that's to me, it comes over more like that than a sci-fi horror. Mm. And I think the wrong people were targeted mm. for the... Uh, for the, th- uh, com- the theatrical release for the movie. That's all. Anyway, mm. I, d- I do like the character who plays David, and he's a really nice kid. And I do think that he- that his character would go on to do great things if they ever <laughs> s- used that example in the, m- the movie t- to yeah. make a sequel out of it. Whatever. Even though you know me. Like um, you know me, guys. Um, I'm not into sequels too much at the moment, but... Uh, in, I, I only like sequels if they're relevant. And I don't yeah. see him as a Damien-type cre- uh, character in this movie. I see him as more of a... He may pr- prove to, to the world that he may be a, he may help... A great teacher, He may help whatever. mankind or mm. help both both races, you know, both alien and, and human alike. And bring us together as friends across a negotiating table. How's that? Yeah, exactly. Sound groovy. So, anyway, that's about it for us tonight. So, um, feel free to watch the movie if you can. Or both. And both. both. Or all free if you want. Eh. <laughs> yeah. As I said before, you don't have to watch all free because... The, the 1960s and this one, I reckon definitely. Yeah. They can compare them. Because yeah. if you guys are dissatisfied with more just the first one or the sec or the second one, and but you find the third one pretty interesting, it's up to you guys. So okay, mm. thanks for very much for watching this and listening to us, guys. So this is Sarah Stevenson and Michael saying we'll see you guys for our next podcast. Bye, bye for now, bye guys. Bye, guys.